Hello Life Changes Church, welcome to our YouTube channel. We have got an amazing word prepared for you, so why don't you take out your notebook and your pen as we get ready to listen to what God has for us. I'm going to ask Mark to, to come up. There we go. Morning. If you're new to this church or have been in church before, maybe you think, well, this is when the pastor gets up and he speaks for an hour. Relax. We're not doing that today. It is family day, and the main point is for us to be together and have moments of fun and engage. And the wind, we looked at wind grew on Wednesday or whenever it was, and it was just red and purple. Now, I don't know if you know what wind grew, but that means Hurricane Hilda's coming. <laughs> and, and then there was rain as well, and so we thought, oh, no. And then we just made a call on Friday to keep it all available. And so outside, there's Jumping Castle, there's bacon and egg rolls. I think it's 20 rand for bacon and egg roll and a coffee. So please don't rush away. Take a moment. And maybe saying, I, I, I'm scared of these Christian guys. Well, you should be a little bit. <laughs> but God's goodness, grace, puts us in community. And we've got to fight for that. I, I want to speak this morning about fighting for that. Because we, we're in a world that's fighting against it. There's a million reasons right now to be divided from anyone and everyone. If you're on any social media, you'll find a million justifiable reasons to be offended by anyone. From their dress code. I don't like that preacher's shoes. Maybe you don't. I don't care. So we walk freely. So it's, that's how it works. And we make it work. And, and, and maybe it's like, well, well, I don't like they said that or use this word or this thing. And we're taking things that shouldn't be challenging to the church like pronouns. And we're making them reasons to divide us. And no, we can't. Because we got truth and the truth says come together. And the only way you come together is the grace and the blood of Jesus Christ. I want to read a scripture that I love that challenges us. And it's written by the Apostle John. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. But he's writing as an older man. As something of a statesman, someone who's seen a few things. He's seen some division in relationships, even his relationships. And guys, he pioneered the gospel to the head. We have some evidence that there were some breaks and that's come back together. There was potential for chaos. He, had, he was part of the, the, the trio that went with Jesus into Gethsemane and he was there and he fell asleep. And Jesus could have gone, I'm done with you. But he didn't. He didn't. And, and then they were taken into moments of seeing miracles and then lacked faith in later moments. And Jesus could have gone, I'm done with you. No, but Jesus just kept drawing him closer. And it's a challenge to our worldly ways of relationships. It's a challenge to our worldly idols of idol and, and idolatry of comfort, of inconvenience. And I dare say post-corona, those levels and those standards have shifted to damaging levels. Damaging levels. I'm meeting people, and if you're here this morning and you're one of those people, please be free. But I've walked into pick and pay, and people go, oh, is church back on? I'm like, well, we kind of never went away. We moved into the car park for a while, and that's where my mate over there gave his life and got baptized in a car park. And then Gabriel got in trouble because he told everyone to hoot. But <laughs> so they didn't like our screen. Blame Gabriel why the car got gone canceled. But I'm going, I got to celebrate the car park, not because of an LED screen, because God did something in my friend's heart. Then ignited him, and for the last three years, we've received passion for Jesus. And I don't know what God's doing with each one of these little ones, but I know he's not done. I know his eyes aren't off them. 
I know that in a world where statistics of abuse and chaos and unemployment and debt, I know those statistics are wild. I read the news. I read them because I know that there's a God who's greater than every single one of those. I know there's a God whose eyes never lift off. I don't worship because I'm religious. I know you hear that and it's pro- I don't. I worship because I've been loved. When I was 14 years old, I walked into a church and I counted the love of God. And I also encountered a people who loved him, but they also seemed to like me. Honestly, I was surprised because my motives going there weren't that holy. They weren't. There was one girl that I really thought was really nice when she went there. And then, and then you become 16, and, and I was involved in a youth group. And there were times I fought it, but God pulled me and knitted me into a community that loved me and leaders who invested in me. And I found myself at 16 years old in all-night prayer meetings. Yes, I was the guy that fell asleep. Yes, I was that guy. Yes, I was the guy trying to cause trouble most of the time. And yes, they didn't know what to do with me. But I was there because people had grace for me. They showed kindness towards me. And then at 19, sorry to tell you some of the story. This wasn't planned, but 19, my world fell apart when my parents got liquidated and lost everything. And I've told the story a hundred times. But when I had nothing, and I was coaching cricket, and I was doing this, and I was doing this, I started waiting at a restaurant. And you know, they stick you in the darkest corner of the restaurant. They just go there for the night. It's like, you know, you've been, you haven't been naughty, but you've been treated naughty. Because no one's coming to your corner. Until a man named Rick Thompson, who was my life group leader, walked in. He bought a 30 rand burger and gave me a 50 rand tip. You don't know what that does in someone's heart. You just don't know what that does. You, you, you don't know. Life's tough. Some of you look, you think, well, he got made a preacher. He was born a preacher at seven years. Like, no, I was a scoundrel. For years, my name at the church, when I was 22 years old, I got made a life group leader. But for the following five years, my nickname was the Dodgy Deacon. I'm still called that when I go back to Durban. And through all my dodginess, and through all my challenge, and through my years of dating this beautiful girl who got radically saved out of nightclubs and drugs and all sorts of stuff, God pulls her into the, we started dating. We didn't know how to do this thing properly together. And I've told the story again, but one night at one o'clock in the morning, because I was studying till 10 o'clock every night, the only time I could see her after those hours, I got a phone call one o'clock in the morning. Oh, it's the same mate, my life group leader, Rick Thompson. Where are you? And in a split second, I thought of a thousand places I could be. But then I remembered I'm parked on Manning Road in a very distinctive three-liter Cortina. I said, I'm at Candace's house. He didn't say, do you think it's a good idea? Why? Because he was the guy who paid a 50 rand tip. I knew he loved me. He just said, get in your car and go home. Who's going to make that phone call to you? Who? The world, they're not going to tell. They're going to say, carry on. Carry on. No one's better than each other. Who's to judge you? Carry on. I don't know what that phone call saved that night. I don't know. Then we get married. P. 
people standing at the back shouting, go boy. Go boy. You can do this. I'm thinking, I'm 25 years old. Everyone at work thought I was nuts. They said, you're mad getting married. What are you doing? Our board of our company, eight out of 10, divorced. One guy remarried and divorced the same lady twice. He said, it doesn't work. One of our directors called me and it doesn't work. But then a community stood around us. And when we struggled to fall pregnant, they fought for us. They prayed. And they stood. So it's a privilege to stand with your pain. It's a privilege to stand next to every baptism water. You see, Cindy got baptized today, but I know that man, Ryan, who spoke. I've known him for 20 years. I've seen his journey. And I know God's not done. He's just beginning. And it's a privilege to stand. I want to read from the Bible so that our visitors know we actually read the Bible. <laughs> the problem is now I don't have my glasses and I'm crying. So I, I, this just doesn't look like words, but I'm going to try to recite it for you. It says in 1 John 2, I'm writing to you, dear children. This statesman, this man who's done time, he's got nothing to prove. He says, I'm writing you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God lives in you. And you have overcome the evil one. Now, I don't think every child he's met was perfect. I don't think this is like, oh, he obviously had a perfect church, not life changes. And I'm, I think on one hand, there's two things he's speaking on. And I want to mention just those two things briefly this morning. Number one, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe in a multi-generational church. I will fight to my end days of a church that is, oh, we're a church for this age bracket. Or we're a church for this demographic. Or we're a church in this area for this. We, we, we are a niche community. No, niche community, nothing. There's nothing niche about the blood of Jesus. In that pool, you can be an addict. You can be broken. You can be broken by sin. You can, it's that blood of Jesus. There's, there's nothing niche about his blood. It's not a color, it's not an age, it's not a something in your bank, it's got nothing to do with you. So, oh man, remember the day I had the privilege of doing an altar call and a man stood up, a man who a group of ladies had been praying with his wife for months, three times every day at the same time because the marriage was broken, totally, totally, totally broken. And I had the privilege of standing up and inviting people to receive Jesus and I looked across and I saw a man that I knew was in our recovery program. I saw someone next to him, and I saw another man who I knew something of this story was completely broken. The man in the middle was that man, who I knew didn't like me, because his wife used to come to church, and his daughters would come to church, and he wouldn't. But God has restored, made whole, and saved. And uh, he says, I want to build something, and it's, it's age. So it's young in age. That's one multi-generational perspective. It's young people. Parents, your, ch your children need to see your faith. They don't need to know what faith you've proclaimed. They need to see your faith. They need to see you sometimes get up at inconvenient times when the clouds are in the sky and it's cold. Take them off into a community of faith. 
They need to see that journey. And in a world where we've settled for comfort and we've said it's inconvenient for young families to gather, I'm telling you, your children need to see your faith. And he writes and he says, actually, there's young people. And this guy, this guy's deep, deep in my heart. Because one of my first challenges when I got you as an elder was he was naughty as a 19-year-old. And uh, what is that for, cancer? I'm going to just cry through it. And he stands up this morning. And the songs don't work, so he starts leading a community. And I'm going, hey, God. See, when I was a young man, I wouldn't have had the privilege of having a man like that lead me in worship. I just wouldn't because of brokenness in this world. Now we stand. And this man who comes from Zambia had to learn English so he could navigate life and stands as a leader in this community. I'm going, God, you are committed to something that's not of this world. And you'll turn it on its head every time. And he raises up a leader, a young man. He says, young man, because you are strong. Maybe not every time. He's speaking until I've says, because you are strong. Because the word of God lives in you. And I think the last line says, because you have overcome the evil one. We need to put courage into our young people to overcome the evil one. Understand this, church. There's an evil one. He has plans to kill, to destroy, to steal, to rob. Futures and inheritances. At 19 years old, when everything was taken away from what I thought was my future, the opportunity to study, the, the house that we grew up in, the dreams, the plans, the thoughts. You stand there and you think, what am I going to do? I love you, God, but what am I going to do? And he, he, he calls people and I go stand to something. Guys don't say, pucker up, buddy. Guys get around and say, God's got a plan for your life. God's got a story for you. He's not done with you. And so we've got to call this out of our young people. Can I speak to the older generation? And I'm counting the days until I'm 45. In my head, I'm still 28. My hamstrings keep reminding me I'm mostly not. <laughs> Especially the calf that I pulled when I ran from the courtyard to the, the, the other day. It tells me I'm not 28 anymore. Older people, can I ask you to open up your hearts wide to a younger generation that are fighting battles you didn't have to fight? You just don't have to fight them. You didn't have to. I didn't have to fight the battle of seeing the world on the internet when I was 15. It wasn't a thing. I didn't have to fight the battle of bright lights available to my weekends. Literally, the thing that happened for young people in Durban when I was a kid was youth. That's all you could go to. It's just, did you go to one that just jawed or did you go to one that worshipped Jesus? Those were your options. But youth was your option. Nowadays, very different. And I'm telling you, we can stand back and go, mm, they're messing it up. Or, like John, at the end of his years where he'd seen it all, he stands and says, I write you, young men, because you are strong. I write you, young men, because the word of God is in you. I write you because you have overcome the evil one. And I'll help you get there. It's a challenge. Because I think we can look with pious eyes. I know because I've done it. 
and forget the grace we've received. And then it says, I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, fathers, he says again, because you know him who is from the beginning. We need men and women. Ladies, it says fathers. We need men and women. Look at Murray as my friend. A hero of mine. Who at times, when I didn't have energy to love people, I just called Murray and said, Murray, can you love this person? Oh, you're supposed to be the pastor, Mark. No. Fathers and mothers who've known him from the beginning. And their lives weren't perfect, but they've known him and they've held on to him. We need fathers and mothers to arise in the church. Please don't kick out and say, I'm not a bright lights person. Please don't. Please understand that we're on a mission to save the world. Young, old, wherever. Please count yourself in to pour yourself out in these years. Count yourself in to breathe love. I'm going to boast about Marriott. She went to a bunch of 20, 21 to 25, 26-year-olds in the church. And they came to her and said, could you teach us? And so on Saturday mornings, a group of 15 or 16 young ladies have gathered around a lady who, I'm going to say is in her prime. Who I've watched navigate the lowest of valleys. I watched. I just watched. I watched her pray, never stopped praying. I watched her fight when she thought she'd lost a child. And I watched God restore and bring courage to a mother to stand. Mothers and fathers, we need you to stand. Please don't count out and say someone else would do it. I'm retiring. There ain't no retirement in the kingdom of God. Please sign up to be a part of raising a generation. And let me just throw this on its head. It is age, but it's also maturity and walking with Christ. So I write to you with children. Some people are making decisions. Who's going to get around Ryan now? I'm not saying you're a baby. I'm not saying that. He's got life experience. He's got values. But actually, he's got a friend next to him who's invited him, who stands in prayers. Who's going to walk with Ryan? It's not a... It's not an indictment to say, well, the day you get the, my, my friend who got saved at the back, there's a high-flying, educated specialist in the city, really well-respected. But who's going to walk with them and show them the Word? Who's going to take them to the Word of God that brings life and peace? Somebody's got to. Please don't delegate it to a paid preacher, man. I will die if I had to disciple every person. To be brutally honest, I have capacity limitations, and it's not the design. It's the design to release an army. Who's going to stand with the young people and share their stories and encourage young men and women to say, you can do this. You can face up to the battles of your era, and you can shine. And when they're insecure about promises like marriage and designs of God, like things in the Word of God, and, and, and the world saying, don't do it. It's going to end in another statistic. You're going to stand and say, rubbish. Regardless of your journey, rubbish because of the word of God. Who's going to stand? Who's going to speak? And who's going to stand and celebrate the honors and honor the fathers and mothers that the world says you've had your turn? Only the church. 
the local church. And we've got our flaws and we've got our failures and we've got our flavors and they're not everyone's and that's okay. But we've got Jesus. We've got a million reasons to be divided. But we've got Jesus. And we are broken in many ways and there are flaws at every corner. But we've got Jesus. And we've got the perfection of his blood that washes every sin and brokenness away. Will you stand with me this morning as we need to go out those doors? Because outside people have prepared bacon and egg rolls. I confess, I didn't make one of them. And, and yeah, I send the buckets around. We community, and one of the ways we do that is giving. I can, I always forget. I forgot last week as well. We can invite the serving teams around. But maybe God's doing something in your heart this morning. Maybe he's ripping out a prejudice. Let him take it. Because I'm telling you, that prejudice of age, of color, of creed, of style it's limiting you experiencing all that he has for you can we lift our hands to him one more time as we have celebrated and we've laughed and then some weepy preacher guy got up blind as a bat (laughs) Jesus we stand before you and we declare to our hearts, this community, and our watching world, there is no one like our God. No one. There's no healer greater than you, Jesus. No redeemer greater than you. No savior, no leader, no friend, no lover of our souls greater than you, Jesus. Only you can build a community that brings you glory, God. Only you can break down the walls of division that are put up to divide us. Only you, God, can unite us in a mission Only your blood and only your voice. So speak, Father. Speak, Jesus. Speak, Spirit of God. We're listening. Have your way with us as a community at this time. Get all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Thank you for every baptism, every baby dedication. Thank you for little Mona and Eva that you've protected and fought for from before they were born. Thank you for every child represented in this community. Thank you for every heart laid down before a mighty God this morning. We repent of our prejudices, our pride, holding on to our pain. We give it all to you this morning. Say, Jesus, have your way. Have your way. We surrender all. Amen. 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 What an amazing, amazing word. If you would like to find out about what's happening in the life of the church, why don't you follow us on our social media, Instagram or Facebook, or you can go into our website, lifechanges.org.za. Thank you so much for watching that video. Be blessed.